Mrs. Freeland stays with me every day. She taught me the language of clothes, the language of style. Hello, ladies. Oh, look at those velvet Chanel's. Ooh. And everything is impeccably kept. These are not clothes found in a dustbin. These are true, true treasure pieces. Nothing shabby here. Great caftan, one of two from Oscar de la Renta. This is typical Mrs. Reland, and I'm sure the embellishment was a big part of the whole charm and this fabulous, enthusiastic, exuberant color. It's very Russian, this. You might see this in a Russian Orthodox church. Mrs. Reland would have loved to have been entering from her bedroom in that with all the sparkle. What is that? That red one? It's Valentino. Valentino? Is it Mrs. Reelands? Yes. What? Oh, my goodness. I think that's the great dress she might have worn in a horse picture. Sprawled out on her big red sofa. That's the dress! He was very close to Diana Vreeland. Uh, when uh, uh, Diana Vreeland, she was not feeling so well, he was so exceptional, he used to go to, to her apartment and to read some book, to read the magazine, the newspaper, to let her know what happened in the world before she couldn't go out anymore. This is something with the bead, Andre Hart, because he had a big heart, and he, when he, he, he would love somebody, he was really for serious. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. That, of course, is a clip from the documentary, The Gospel, According to Andre. A documentary about Andre Leontali, who left us last week. Trailblazer. I am not into fashion. I wear concert tees. That's my sense of fashion right there, is representing rock and roll. And my own sense of fashion. Oh, God. Fashion. <laughs> But Andre Leontali was a trailblazer. He was one of the few black men who had power in fashion. He worked for Vogue. We would always, you know, you would always see him on TV. They would always have him talking about fashion. He was a stylist, creative director, and editor-at-large at Vogue magazine. He was the magazine's fashion news director from 1983 to 1987, its first African-American male creative director from 1988 to 1995, and then its editor-at-large from 1998 to 2013, often regarded as a fashion icon. He was known for supporting emerging designers and advocating for diversity in the fashion industry. While the capes, caftans, and robes he wore became his trademark look, Tally also served on the judging panel for America's Next Top Model. Yeah. He talked about diversity on The View, how it's a slow burn in the fashion industry. Woo! I love documentaries. I love documentaries because what they do is they give us a window in a portrait into someone that you probably wouldn't particularly know about. 
from someone like Andre Leontali to the women of Grey Gardens to Marlena Dietrich to Mae West. These are all icons. Icons. And documentaries... The documentary is a love language to these characters who are no longer with us. They're truly characters to be captured. No script or anything. This is this is them. There's a really great documentary on uh, the notorious RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And see, that's those are the kinds of documentaries where you watch it on someone that you wouldn't you don't particularly know a lot about. And you're able to gather knowledge from these documentaries. I've always been aware of Andre Leontali, especially from the documentary The September Issue, which is centered around Anna Winter and Vogue, and, and Andre is in it, uh, uh, along with Grace Coddington. But Andre, oh my. Andre was a character. And he was well... He, he knew his history. And when he died last week, David Muir played a clip, I think it was from his book, where he he talked about the steps to having a place in fashion. And it says a lot about Andre Leontali. And he is a trailblazer. You cannot, you you cannot let that go by. You really have to. It is deserved. It is so deserved. And oh my goodness. And he was, and he was seventy-four years old. He was, or is he seventy-three? He was seventy-three. an icon yeah I, I and he and he broke boundaries he broke boundaries he you know there's him talking to Kanye West about fashion and it's really Andre really championed diversity in fashion he championed it he wanted to see it and I'm looking for the clip this documentary like I've said before I didn't know a lot about Andre Leontali I mean you know you'd see him on television but this documentary really it really brought his life into the forefront how he was raised he was raised by his grandmother but this documentary I mean this is it sheds light and also his relationship with Diana Vreeland who was herself I knew of her too she was this she was this fashion icon and this also coincides with his book, the uh, what's it called? Chiffon Trenches. Yeah, what a title. He he was good at that. Here we go. Here's this is a trailer of the Gospel According to Andre. You know, there's 
Rivers, the African prince? I absolutely have never had a friend who's an African prince. Yes, we met him at that party. You can be aristocratic without having been born into an aristocratic family. I became familiar with Andre Leontown through Vogue magazine. He's like a black superhero. They give a nod to the dog. But you're giving us a futuristic James Brown moment on the shoulders. He's like Nelson Mandela of couture. The Kofi Annan of what you got on. He's bombastic personality. many things he wasn't supposed to be and they couldn't get around it fashion should have launched but so why don't we see it on the street but darling it depends on what street you're walking on ah. and going down at what time of day all of my relatives had style even though they didn't have much he saw the luxury his grandmother created in the south going to church was the most important thing in life and it was a fashion show he was outstanding and stood out because of his height because of his mannerisms a bunch of white boys a duke decided to rock some me because i was on the campus people said many bad things about me they used to call me Queen Kong. I was like an ape. I was a gay ape Queen Kong. But I had to move on. I had to get on with my career. This is Andre Leon Taylor reporting live from Paris. I think it was the first time they'd ever seen a black man in Paris at the fashion show in a position of importance and an influence. Like the black rock hat. Person, 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 what? Person, 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 person. He's the black. You don't get up and say, look, a black man proud, you just do it. And somehow it impacts the culture. What moves him is that I did, like, just do it, think it, wear it. There is no hesitation. She's got to wear this out today. Making such a statement about the value of black life, it is an affirmation. And that is the world, or I'm sorry, the gospel, according to Andre, directed by Kate Novak. Andre Leontali, I mean, think of the people that he, you know, from Anna Winter to Mark Jacobs to Tom Ford to Diana Freeland, Freeland, sorry. See, I was aware of her because there was a documentary about her. That's See, that's the power of these documentaries. Is that you discover people that you wouldn't necessarily... It's, it's like going to the library. It's going to the library, picking out a book that you've never read before. That's how I would, you know, compare a documentary. When you watch a documentary, you are astonished... If it's about war, you are disgusted, concerned. It wakes you up. And then a documentary, such as The Gospel According to Andre, you fall in love with that personality. Because he he was a character. And he and he did not make any bones or, or concessions of who he was. What you saw is what you is what you got with Andre. I didn't even know him and, and that that's the power of documentary. Because it's so raw. 
It's so in your face. And what I loved about that is in terms of his personality, you know, is that he wasn't he wasn't ashamed to be who he was. And at the same time I think some people probably didn't even particularly understand who he truly was. But this documentary gives us a window into his life, into his upbringing. And so when I when I heard he had he had died, the first thing I thought of was, well, I have to talk about that documentary. And I and I finished watching it. And it and it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was there was there was a lot of moments in it. And but mainly his upbringing, his upbringing, he never he never forgot where he came from. And th- I wanted to play this clip of him from David Muir, where he plays some quotes from Andre. Journalist, the first black man to be named creative director at Vogue. He had a style all his own, right down to his trademark capes. When asked how to succeed, Tally would often say, do your homework. Whenever people ask me for advice, I tell them two things. Never give up on your dreams and do your homework. Style will get you up the steps into the revolving door. Substance and knowledge will allow you access to create new horizons. Vogue editor-in-chief Anna Wintour saying today that Tally is... That's the quote I wanted to play. That is a powerful quote. And his grandmother instilled that into him. To do your homework. And Andre did... Oh, he did his homework. He went to France and rather, you know, people looked at him and assumed, oh, he can't speak French. And he could he could hold a conversation with the best of them. Because he did his homework. And that is that is that is a testament to the vast knowledge that Andre Leontali so I recommend all of you go and watch the gospel according to Andre. And then there, I think there's the book, The Chiffon Trenches. That's such a title. That's such a title. I want to play another clip from the documentary. Oh, politics. Here we go. Absentee <laughs> ballot. Who's in there? You know who's in there? Chanel, Scaparelli, and 
two men. I'd have to be five. Balenciaga and Saleron. When you see Madame Grey pose. Oh. Wolf trousers. W what? Wolf. Wolf of the wolf. I've never seen those. Wolf. The animal in the forest? Oh my gosh. Fur. What? Whoa. Sick. <laughs> That's so hard. Break my wrist. No. Oh. Did you ever meet Madame Grey? Of course I did. That's why I'm such a sense of because I can speak the language. I can hold my own with them, you know? I didn't say bo 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 bonjour. Bo 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 I said bonjour. I said bonjour. <laughs> and that came out in 2018 and it was a fun movie to watch it was also very introspective and very because you know who grew up in the, he grew up in the segregated south so he knew he knew he saw it all he saw it all he saw his grandmother uh, work as a maid for that college. Um, let me see. <sighs> Tally was born October 16th, 1948 in Washington, D.C. The son of Alma Ruth Davis and William C. Tally, a taxi driver. At least one of his grandfathers was a sharecropper. His parents left him to be raised by his maternal grandmother, Benny Francis Davis, who worked as a cleaning lady at Duke University in Durham, North Carolina. Tally credited her for giving him an understanding of luxury and stated, following her death, I miss her almost every day. He grew up in the Jim Crow South era where segregation defined social boundaries. He said, for a long time, my grandmother would not allow white people to come into our house. That was her rule. The only white man who ever came into the house was the coroner. His early love of fashion was nurtured by his grandmother and further cultivated upon his discovery of Vogue, mag Vogue magazine at a local library at the age of 9 or 10. Tally was educated at Hillside High School, graduating in 1966 at North Carolina Central University, where he graduated with a Bachelor of Arts degree in French literature in 1970. He won a scholarship to Brown University, where he earned a Master of Arts degree in French literature in 1972. See, he could hold he could hold his own because he did his homework. At Brown, he wrote a thesis on the influence of black women on Charles. Was it Bradley? Hold on. I always hate it when Siri doesn't want to do its magic. Let's see. Ah, here we go. Charles Baudelaire. Charles Baudelaire. Oh, okay. All right. That's interesting. And initially planned to teach French. I love reading about him because he just really... Yeah. In the documentary, there is this. In 2017, he blogged the Trump inauguration with New York Times columnist Maureen Dowd. Oh, God, Maureen. In April of that year, Tally began hosting his own radio show centered on fashion and pop culture on Sirius XM satellite radio station. We won't say the name of that. 
Tally is subject of a documentary, which we just talked about, The World or the Gospel According to Andre, directed by Kate Novak, which was screened in September 2016 at the Toronto Film Festival and was released in May of 2018. Okay, yeah. <sighs> he was he was a, a icon. I mean, he, <laughs> Michelle Obama loved him, Mariah Carey loved him, Beyonce, he spoke nothing but nice things about Beyonce, uh, Viola Davis, Diane von Furstenberg, who was a good friend of his, Bette Midler, Zendaya, Oprah, oh, the Chiffon Trenches, top the fashion, Amazon's fashion's bestseller chart and sold out of every several copy stores following the news of his death yeah that's love right there that's love he was on an episode of sex in the city he was in valentino the last emperor he was in the september issue documentary he was even in empire as himself the first monday in may documentary monolo the boy who made shoes for lizards documentary and his own documentary the gospel According to Andre. So, Mr. Andre Leon Talley, to pay tribute to you and your very broad personality and humor. He always made me laugh whenever he would dissect something. He said of the diversity in um, fashion, he said it's like make, making chitlins because you have to clean them and it takes all day to make them. And it's a slow burn. Yeah. So as always, unpleasant dreams. Thank you.